Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bricks and Mortar. Since the start of the pandemic, mental health and well-being have risen up the agenda, with more than 50% of respondents to a survey by the National Union of Students finding that their mental health had deteriorated since the start of the pandemic, with stress, loneliness, anxiety and depression all being cited. However, of that 50%, only a fifth had sought mental health support. That figure rose to 29% for those who reported worsening mental health. Against that backdrop, the University College of Estate Management is launching a new mental health strategy this week to coincide with Mental Health Awareness Week. To discuss the detail, I'm joined by Richard Higgins, Disability and Wellbeing Advisor, and Jenna Roberts, Human Resources Administrator at UCEM, for a look at student mental wellbeing and what they're doing to help promote it. You're listening to Sarah Jackman. Richard, Jenna, many thanks indeed for joining me today. And before we get into the detail of your new strategy, can you tell me a little bit about your experience of student mental health and the type of issues that your students need support on? Of course. So um, in my role as the Disability and Wellbeing Advisor, I have kind of quite a lot of frontline experience of working with our students. So um, particularly over the last kind of 18 months or so, um, we've seen a real increase in the amount of students talking to us about kind of stress, anxiety, kind of reflecting exactly kind of those figures you've just said, and a lot of loneliness as well. And we found sometimes we'd speak to students and the, the conversations would be going on, on kind of double the amount of time we had previously spoken to them. And that's because we were the only person they had spoken to that day or in the last few days. I think, yeah, it's been very tough for a lot of um, students in general, but, you know, distance learning as well brings its own its own challenges and it's been difficult, I think, for our students. You, you touched then on the remote study aspect. How is that a, a greater challenge potentially than, than being in person? Face-to-face universities and kind of bricks and mortar have students will go into lectures, they'll be at halls with students who are experiencing kind of the same things as them and they'll be able to build up those networks and and it's it can be very supportive to just know that someone's opposite you in the hallway or you're going to turn up to the lecture and you can walk with them and, and things like that but online you don't necessarily have that and your your networks are more in the workplace and obviously with the with the pandemic you no longer have that physical workplace so yeah I think that's where it's become more isolating perhaps than um, if it was more traditional university. And how have you found people's willingness to come forward and discuss their mental health difficulties, particularly over the last 18 months? I think people have been very um, forthcoming to talk to us um, across the last year. We've put a lot of communications out to students to encourage them to speak to us when they're struggling. And I think because we are slightly removed from that normal network that students are working in, there's less barriers to be able to kind of pick up the phone and and talk to us. And um, I think a lot of our kind of student facing teams like our, our student engagement team and our um, academic support tutors have, have experienced a lot more calls and um, yeah, a lot more conversations that have gone from talking about kind of normal study related conversations to actually delving into more kind of well-being and actually mental health struggles that um, perhaps they weren't having before the pandemic. So against that backdrop then, you're unveiling a new strategy this week. Tell me a little bit about the strategy itself. Yeah, we've been kind of talking about a mental health strategy for a while, even before the pandemic had had, had kind of hit on the general idea that mental health difficulties are a problem in general, 
society, but also within uh, universities and particularly within construction and real estate, there are kind of big issues with with mental health. So as a education provider, we kind of saw that we actually had a big role in not only supporting our students' well-being, but also in educating them and providing the skills to manage their own well-being, um, perhaps kind of change their mindsets on mental health when they're moving into the working world. And yeah, it's essentially it's working around this idea that just because you're distance learning, you don't have to be distance or isolated. We are part of one big community and we're kind of been doing a lot of stuff already to support mental health, but we'll also be doing a lot more other things that we've finally got down in writing. And it's about kind of yeah, supporting staff, students, everyone to to make sure that they're able to um, work as one community to be kind of open, supportive, uh, healthy and, and well informed on on everything mental health, basically. Can I just add in there? Sorry, we wanted this to be both a, a strategy for not only students, but staff at the organisation as well. You know, mental health doesn't discriminate against the age or whether someone's studying or not. And we thought it was really important that this strategy encompassed both how to support both staff and students during not only this difficult time, you know, the pandemic, but going forward for the for the longevity of the organisation. We wanted to have a solid strategy in place for everyone. So tell me a little bit then about some of the specific initiatives that you're hoping to bring in as part of this strategy. I think one of the first things we're working on is staff training. So mm. as I said before, we've had a lot of um, staff who weren't in those kind of specialised roles well, like not specialised uh, mental health roles. So the student engagement team or our academic support tutors are having more kind of distressing conversations, perhaps, or conversations that are going more around kind of well-being and mental health. And while they're there and they're ready to support students, it has been quite draining and quite difficult for them. So um, one of the first priorities for us is to make sure that um, all those student facing teams are getting um, mental health awareness training. Mm. So they're kind of yeah, they are prepared and they're they're able to look after themselves as well as as well as students in those situations. I know from talking to you um, recently, Richard, that um, you're planning to develop the strategy in, in future years. And this is very much your sort of starting point that you hope to build on. Tell me a little bit about how you anticipate things moving forward. So, yeah, um, the strategy is initially going to be um, for, for three years and we wanted it to be a relatively short strategy because things are so different at the moment um, and, you know, the whole kind of structure of things is going to change once um, once things are opening up and, um, and yeah, we're not in kind of a social distance world again. So really, I see this as kind of getting us on a really strong foundation of across the next three years to then kind of build on that. So um, mm. once we've kind of got in place um, our data management, so managing kind of using data to kind of spot students that might be struggling more than others or um, got training in place for staff, then perhaps we can look at going a bit further and what can we do about maybe incorporating counselling or how can we create more resources for students that are based abroad and and, and things like that. I think um, there's no limit really, I don't think, on on where it can go, Um, obviously apart from financial, but um, Mm. like really I think I wouldn't want to set a limit on where we go with it, but we just really yeah see where it goes and it'll be quite um organic and natural from here I think hopefully Mm -hmm. as well after sort of three years time and mental health is being talked about so so much at the moment 
hopefully within the next three years, there'll be so many more resources available and opportunities for, for people to get involved with stuff. And like Richard said, more training at the moment where we want to deliver awareness training. That's kind of the very basics of it. But there's there's so much more. There's so much more potential of where we could go with this. And again, with what Richard said about, you know, being able to, maybe to be able to provide counselling because a lot of um kind of those bricks and mortar universities provide in-house counselling for their students and their staff we unfortunately don't have the resources to do that at the moment but I think that would be something in the future we'd we'd like to be able to provide for for people because I think yeah. it could be really beneficial. On that sorry at the moment um, because we don't have that in-house counselling we we are working on building relationships with external companies yeah. so we're linked with um, a charity called Lionheart and um, yeah. we work quite closely with another charity called Nightline that provide listening services so yeah. That's kind of where we're at, at the moment. Um, but yeah, it could definitely build in the future, I think. Um, and tell me a little bit about the response you've had from students that you've tested the ideas with so far. Yeah, so um, before um, finalising the draft of the strategy, we um, sent it out to our student ambassadors and also um, our student reps as well. And generally, the feedback was really positive. They were really pleased to see that we were um, kind of recognising mental health as a as a um, organisational priority. And yeah, there's some also some really um, helpful feedback about kind of um, kind of other things we could add to it. And I actually was quite surprised about how kind of overwhelmingly positive the, the feedback was. I thought we'd have a lot more not criticism as such, but a lot more kind of suggestions on other things we could be adding to it. But I think the students were really pleased to see kind of where it where it was at and um yeah it was really positive you mentioned the um development of the program and, and perhaps looking at how you support overseas students in the future are there particular challenges just in terms of delivering support when you have um, an online setting where you perhaps have people in the uk but also in a more um international environment or situation Definitely. Um, yeah, there's there's huge potential barriers. So culturally, there's so many differences in how people perceive mental health and how people perceive kind of asking for help if you're struggling. So there's potentially a huge amount of work on what we can do to to kind of break down those barriers. But also, yeah, it's so much easier sometimes to uh, find support services that just around the corner from you than necessarily kind of in other parts of the other parts of the world. Um, again we we will always do what we can to find um, support services and most most of the time we do find support services local to students kind of regardless of where they are and we also have a lot of resources that ourselves that we can signpost students to in cases if if there aren't any specific services but um like particularly we've got a lot of students in um in hong kong for example where um the mental health support isn't as available and um, there can be quite long waiting lists out there if we can be doing more in, in specifically kind of like Hong Kong, for example, to, to provide that support, then, um, yeah, that'd be a really positive thing, I think. Um, and Jenna, just from a staff perspective, once the strategy has been rolled out, how comfortable do you feel that staff will be going forward to know that they have all of the resources to have those conversations around mental health? Yeah, I think it at the moment, I think it is quite difficult um, with the pandemic working from home. We've got a group of mental health first aiders that uh, we've got about 15 mental health first aiders at UCM. And they're all kind of trained up to be able to deal with um, conversations regarding mental health from fellow employees. And they, they're not 
we're not trained in counselling, but it's more about offering support. Um, and I definitely think that since people have been working from home, they haven't been having that direct social contact with people, that people are less likely to open up because they feel potentially quite awkward about it. So it's quite difficult. We're very clear at UCM about what kind of support is available. We've got the employee assistance programme, which is completely confidential. We've got the mental health first aiders. We're always talking about um, all the different resources that we've got available. But there is definitely still so much more that we can do. And it's about making staff feel, breaking down that stigma of talking about your mental health as well, making sure that you know, if some if a, someone was to go to their line manager and say I'm I'm fe- struggling, that their line manager knows how to deal with that conversation as well, um, and just making people feel comfortable about it. We have a weekly all staff meeting, um, and it's led by uh, the principal Ashley Wheaton. It's always closed with talking about um, being kind, well being, looking after each other. I mean, it's a very very strong message there, and it and it's good that it's coming from the top as well, so that you know it's filtering down and people can really see that we do care so we just need to make sure that staff are feeling they know that the resources are there but how to access them feeling comfortable to access them as well is really important and Richard then perhaps a a final word from you just in terms of the results that you hope the strategy will achieve over the coming 12 months where do you expect to be a year from now so a year from now um, I think we want to have most well a lot of staff um to have had training on 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 their mental health i think we want to have greater awareness amongst students of the fact that they can talk to us about anything so i think it one thing we would see in this if this has been successful we'll see an increase in the amount of of calls through to us in in the in the well-being team and not necessarily from students that have had a diagnosis of Um, anxiety or depression but maybe just students that are kind of a bit worried about how their well-being might be affected or they just need a bit of advice on on anything well-being related and in a year I think that's probably going to be the biggest biggest one will be an increase in actual students talking to us because I think over the next 12 months or so it's really going to be about starting the conversation and um and then we'll build from there. Well, Richard and Jenna, many thanks indeed for joining me today. I really appreciate your time and obviously wish you the very best of luck with the rollout of the new strategy and we look forward to seeing how it develops in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Bricks and Mortar with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at podbean.com and the EG archive at egi.co.uk.